you, me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. Hopefully, our listeners uh, recognize what Farmer and Chemist puts into the product to ensure safety as well as efficacy and purity is just part of what we do. We're very careful about that. Hey, Richard. Danelle. Well, guess what? Part two. Part two. And uh, I think the idea now is we're going to kind of get into more kind of uh, nitty gritty, some of the specific equipment, right? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And as I was kind of walking around uh, the lab, I, I was just thinking to myself, it would be so much easier for farmer and chemist just to go out and maybe third party something, some of this equipment or some of the uh, end product and then relabel it, right? It would have been so much easier that way. It would have been easier, but would we have the ability to trust? Yeah, right. Farmer and chemist. You know what? I it just hit me, Richard. Let's just say somebody clicked on this podcast. They chose not to listen to part one. Do they know what we're doing? Uh, probably not. All right, you might want to help them clue them in. Just clue them in really fast. So as we as we started in part one, which you'll want to go back and listen to, we kind of started from the field of what goes into a plant, how it uh, how it evolves, how quickly the growing cycle happens in the plant, uh, what why it's important to have all of the the proper growing environment, right? Right. And the fact that we're on a field trip and we are actually recording from the farmer and chemist labs. Right. And we're in this incredibly massive room. And we have people coming around in lab coats and... Yeah, they're working and doing stuff, and it's it's pretty cool. It is. It is cool. And I, I don't even pretend to really know what they're doing, but it does look official. I'm not even going to pretend to know what they're doing. <laughs> I just think they're doing stuff. So cool. as we as we kind of go into the part two part Good of this stuff. thing. Uh, these people are far smarter than I. As we go into the part two... Uh, we, you know, we, with Jeff and Doug and Blake, I just think it would be good to kind of get a perspective of what specifically is going on in the lab, right? Right. And Steve, our, our trusty operations manager, took some wonderful photos and we'll be able to show them these photos on, on, on the website, yeah. on the podcast, yeah. we, I'm not sure where we're I don't know them. how we do that Social. on the podcast unless we were on YouTube. I know. Well, we'll Okay, listeners, out. if you ever want us to show up on YouTube, uh, you might want to just ping us here and there, some little DMs, okay? Okay, so uh, we'll pretend. We'll draw a great picture, uh, right, Doug, Jeff, Blake, and we'll be able to explain a little bit about what it is that goes on here in the lab. All right. Absolutely. We get hemp in large super sacks, around 2,000 pounds, and they come into the facility. They go through an inventory and a quarantine process until we can get all of our processes done in terms of where, how much did we get in? What field did it come from? All of the stuff that's necessary. And it's dry. And it's got to be dry so it doesn't mold or anything else. Then, once it's passed all that process, it goes into what looks like a European washing machine. It's got a large round, you know. We need a picture of that. We do. We have it. We, we have We're going to put Jeff in it here in a well, minute. I want a picture of a European washing machine. <laughs> well, yes. And the question is, is this washing machine from Europe? That one is not. But uh, 
but here's the concept. It's got a large agitator, and then you're going to suffuse your chopped up hemp, okay, in a filter bag. It's chopped up, put into a filter bag, loaded down into this, just like your dirty laundry would be in a bag. And then you're going to fill the whole thing with alcohol. A specific or just rubbing alcohol or food grade alcohol, because I do not want any methanol in there. I do not want any, I do not want to propanol. Okay. There are lots of different types of alcohol. I want something your liver knows exactly what to do with and is not harmful. All right. So you're like the Jamie Oliver of CBD. He's the naked chef. (laughs) Oh, that guy. I know know him. I don't want to know what you're watching on Friday night. (laughs) He's a chef and I love watching his videos. He's amazing. Um, Shout out to Jamie if you're listening. I do I do not um, actually process my hemp naked. Uh, no, <laughs> he doesn't cook naked either. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right? All right. Um, Look, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Now they do want to see this on YouTube. No, yes. <laughs> okay, so it comes in the bags. It goes to the washing. And then where? And so what happens is the alcohol is extremely effective at pulling out oils from plant materials. You can pull out almost anything. Boswellic acid. You can pull out uh, all kinds of terpenes. You can pull out all kinds of things using alcohol. Okay. Um, from there... It also will pull with it a lot of things you don't want, fats, waxes, uh, chlorophylls, things like that. And so now we're going to get rid of those. And the way that we do that is we freeze um, we freeze the alcohol with the cannabinoids in it. Just like vodka in your freezer, the vodka doesn't freeze because the alcohol doesn't freeze. So your cannabinoids are located in the alcohol all your other stuff starts to fall out and it'll conglomerate together. And so um, when that happens, here's a good example. Take milk and throw milk in a freezer. You'll start getting crusty layers, fat layers forming and falling out first before the water parts will fall out. It's the same process, but we're just removing now fats and waxes. And once it's frozen and we, we put it in minus 80 freezers, then it goes into a filter step where we're filtering that through. All the fats and waxes are left behind. And the only thing there is the alcohol with the cannabinoids. And so that was a machine that kind of had this uh, like bowling ball, big bowling ball circulating in there. Well, that piece of equipment is a German piece of equipment called the Heidolf. And it um, basically it's just. <laughs> it's just using Le Chatier's principle of the relationship of temperature, pressure, and volume. Um, I just kind of thought of it as you walk in in the morning and go, hi, Dolph. <laughs> so um, basically, as the oil is heated up and rotates, um, the alcohol comes off at typically about 76 degrees. Um, but what ends up happening is if you put it under vacuum, you can lower the temperature at which the vacuum comes off or the alcohol comes off. And then as it evaporates, the gas hits a cooling coil and it recondenses. So think of like your iced tea on a hot day where all of a sudden you get all this condensation on the outside of your glass that's running down and that's just the moisture in the air, okay, conglomerating or cooling down and then beating up on your glass. So that's, that's moisture from the air that's happening. In this particular case, it's alcohol evaporating. The evaporated alcohol hits a cooled coil, recondenses back into alcohol. And if you've done it properly, 
It doesn't have anything else in it except for the alcohol, which means you can reuse it. I was going to say, you can use it again. Yes, over and over. And if you had the better equipment you have, more efficient that process. So once that's done, um, we now have what we call a crude oil. And it's just like you would think about petroleum crude. It's dark. It's thick. And now what we're going to have to do is we're going to go ahead and pull out the terpenes we want to pull out, but we're also going to decarboxylate. We're going to pull off the carboxylic acid. If we don't do that, okay, then it will not pass the blood-brain barrier, okay, and then you're not going to have a full physiological effect. Now, there's a lot of data that shows the acidic form, the form that has the carboxylic acid on it, can be absorbed by endocannabinoid receptor system two, which is cellular uptake. So let's just pause right there, okay? okay. Because I think uh, uh, maybe maybe either Danelle or Jeff or Doug can kind of explain why up to this point, what it all means and why it's important. And you think I can explain that? <laughs> you are hilarious. Okay, Doug, Jeff. Uh, I think... I think Blake did a pretty simple job of that, Richard. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, we could re- we could uh, play it back. <laughs> <laughs> just hit rewind. For yeah, two that's, minutes right. Like, that's oh, right. Let me listen to yeah, that again. Yeah. So I, just to so kinda, essentially, what we're yeah. saying is what Blake is saying is there are once we get to the cannabinoid material that we're seeking, so the CBD. Okay. There are still some things that we want to take out. Okay. Those might be the acidic form of CBD which we may not want in this formulation. So we remove those. Not an impurity. It's like an added uh, bonus. And so we remove the added bonus and get down to what we're really searching to put into our product, uh, which is then what we what we put in it and what we sell and, uh, and what we test. Okay, kind of a, 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 maybe a stupid question, but does any of this at this point taste good? Well, it's, you know, CBD is earthy. So think about uh, and sure. and and if and if you look at the photos, it's a pretty dark, sticky right oil. All plants produce light oils, medium oils, and heavy oils. So cannabinoids are medium chain triglycerides. So think about you cook with light oils typically. Yep, and you turn heavy oils into biodiesel or something along those lines, or use those you know in other ways, shapes, and forms. Cannabinoids are sticky, the light oils are not, and the heavy oils are not sticky. And so this becomes important because you're trying to only get medium chain triglycerides. You're not Mm -hmm. trying to get any of the lights. There's no cannabinoids in them. You're not trying to get any heavies. You want all those out as well. So so when... You go onto a, let's say, a website of of, some well-known... Uh, e-tailers out there and they're offering CBD, but actually it's just hemp oil. What, what is that? And, and how's the different and how is that different from what we're doing? So typically that's hemp seed oil. If they distilled it properly, so they're separating the light oils from the medium oils, right? Light hemp seed oil has no cannabinoids, zero. Zero. So I think that's important. So if it does have cannabinoids, what that means is, they put them back in, and they're saying that because regulators aren't smart enough to know that uh, it shouldn't have cannabinoids yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah. And so, therefore, you know, they're getting away with selling it, in, in, and really they're not – it doesn't have what you want. So just a take-home point 
that we say a lot, right? So if something is hemp seed oil, when you actually look at what's in a product, if you go to buy it, that is no, that does not have medicinal value. Has no medicinal value unless they added a whole bunch of stuff back in. And if that's the case, they lied to you. They lied to you. They lied to you. So sorry, I know this gets complicated, but and I'm trying to make sure it's not too complicated. But really, this is the point, I think, at the end of the day, is that this takes chemists, this takes engineers, this takes smart people. Um, Hopefully we're smart. I think we're smart. We're okay. We're at least mildly. We're okay, (laughs) intelligence-wise. But it takes a lot of processes and a lot of things that you have to do with perfection. Because a lot can go wrong. A lot can go wrong in this process. You can get all kinds of unintended consequences throughout this whole entire process. Because after we decarboxylate, we want to distill. We want to pull off the lights. We want to pull off the heavies and only have cannabinoid material left. Once we're done with that, we either use that as a product to start making things or we isolate it further. So then we start taking CBD by itself and we pull all the CBD out of what's left of the oil, all the CBN and all the other minor cannabinoids. That isolation process means that you're now up at medical grade components, things that are or should be above 98 or 99% pure. Okay, one thing I want to to just kind of take note of is now that we're talking about the equipment in this room and things that happen in the room that we're in. Uh, I think I said that twice over. Anywho, this room is cold. Yeah. I am freezing in this room and okay. All the guys look like, Hey, it's normal. It's winter. What's wrong with you? I am freezing in this room. Is there a reason? We maintain temperature control. Once we get into this room, Everything is temperature controlled and in our vaults is temperature controlled and everything else. And we do that also because we have to have a certain number of air exchanges in an hour. We use a lot of German equipment. The Germans have been able to produce very precise and fine equipment. And so it's more expensive, but sometimes you need the Cadillac. And so we, that's, that's where we go with this. Or the BMW. Or the BMW. Or it's Lucky Charms versus Marshmallow Mateys. Sometimes you need Lucky Charms. Um, okay, so where do we go from here? Well, the last thing I want to say is, look, to, to sort of demystify a little bit of this, look, it's very, the process in some ways is very similar to brewing, alcohol, um, petroleum, and so forth. If you're going to take hops or you're going to make beer from barley or things like this, you're going to actually go through a whole bunch of processes in order to get an outcome. And eventually, if you want harder alcohols, you're going to distill it because different alcohols of different densities will start to separate. Um, Petroleum products, you can make jet fuel, you can make diesel. They're all just different amounts of carbon chains that separate based on density, and they use distillation to do that. Cannabinous our cannabinoids and cannabis in general, all the oils can be separated through the same processes. We've talked a little bit about isolates versus what we call um, you know, pan um, phytocannabinoid rich and other things, right? And so, you know, there again, you know, those can be used in different products uh, specifically, but I guess then the question now is, right, we've got these products, then how do we, what's that last step? How do, how do right. we get it into the gummy or the tincture, the stuff that, that our customers see on the shelf? 
Once we have the raw ingredients, we have distillates and isolates. Now, if they're pure, we can, it's math. Now, if we want a specific physiological outcome, we want 25 milligrams exactly per dose. We will make a tincture and use the math from our isolated products that we know what the purity is and then measure it out. And this becomes like a compound pharmacy at that point where we can add, mix, and do whatever ingredients we want to do from the plant in order to get the exact ratio every single time. And that can go into a gummy mix. It can go into another oil base for an oral suspension. It can go into almost any form that you can imagine, including pills. Hopefully, our listeners uh, recognize what Farmer and Chemist puts into the product to ensure safety as well as efficacy and purity is just part of what we do. We're very careful about that. So uh, some people say, wow, your, your products are not the least expensive on the market. And there's a reason for that. Um, it's everything that we've talked about today. And in addition to that, we put our names behind this. And uh, we all around the table want to have the best reputation in this business, just like any other business that we're in uh, or would be in. And so we take this very seriously. And we hope that this has helped paint a picture of what uh, goes into farmer and chemist products so that when you get the outcome that you're searching for, whether it's improved sleep or relaxation or pain relief, that uh, you understand where it came from. Yeah, I was thinking all of our podcasts are, are a little more generalized, a little bit more. Every so often we'll say, oh, well, Farmer and Chemist has this product, or oh, you could use this. But this has definitely been a whole look into how Farmer and Chemist manufactures their processes, uh, their level of expertise and care, and um, the ideology behind starting the company Uh to take out to a general public that doesn't always get this level of product. Thank you for listening to You, Me, and CBD. Please refer and friend and write a short review. And if you're in the Salt Lake City area, we welcome you to stop by our Farmer and Chemist store. Or you can always go to farmerandchemist.com.